Pete Yost here for the Unbuild It podcast with a word about our sponsor, Huber Engineered Woods. There are really three reasons why I think Huber Engineered Woods stands out, and it's a big part of why they're a sponsor of our Unbuilded podcast. First, they develop systems of products. The products are compatible and integrated. Makes our jobs a lot more easy in the field and when specifying. Second is superior tech support. There are really good website resources that they have developed for the application of their products, but they also have an outstanding uh, 800 number tech team that really knows their stuff. And the last is a really active technical research and development team with whom I've done a lot of work over the years and I have a lot of faith in the information I get from them when I have questions about product performance. So that's it. That's our high-performance sponsor. Now on to the podcast. Hey, welcome back. Unbuilded Podcast here. Steve Bazin, Jake Bruin, Peter Yost. Good to be here. Live. So today, I talked these guys into trusting me. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no alcohol involved There's either. no alcohol involved. So I came up with a, a topic that I'm just going to spring on these guys. So they didn't have any chance to prepare, but it's a pretty general topic. Um, And we're going to call it perspective in building. And what I wanted to do was just have a quick conversation. It's, It's really interesting. Peter and I have been in this a little longer than Jake in the game, but Jake has certainly been in it long enough to um, appreciate what I'm about to say that everybody has got kind of a different state in building. And you get a lot of people that say, oh man, those guys building houses at like 0.3 air tightness. Well, the reality is, is get the number under two and be happy, right? So it's all about perspective um, in a sense that um, it's all about perspective in a sense that it's about where you are, where you're going, um, and not necessarily trying to be that other person or be where they are. Um, I'm trying to get to. Do you have any idea what he's trying to say? I'm, yeah, I, I, well, it, it's like Jeopardy, okay. but I'm closing in. You're closing okay. in. But it's like uh, people, like some people will get concerned, like, oh my God, you guys are building like wicked crazy houses. Okay. But the reality is, is the difference between a, a house that's at 2.0 and 1.0 or 0.5. I mean, they are different, but they're not different in what the homeowner is going to experience. They're different in that blower door number, but it's about, that's what I'm saying. It's about perspective. So you can sit there and say, oh my God, those guys are killing it. I I'll never air, get to do that. I'll, I suck at air tightness. I'm only at 1.5 or at two. Well, you don't suck at air tightness. I mean, I've been in houses that we couldn't get below 30, right? <laughs> so so uh, they weren't new construction. These were old houses we were remodeling that were basically air open. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the other thing is too, is that, the perspective in building, and this is what I personally experience. Like you put something up and depending on what circle you run in, right? So for example, I'll put up a detail showing a triple glazed window that isn't insulated (coughs) on the outside. If I'm doing that at say JLC with a group of, uh, let's say more common building folk, then I'll get a certain level of questions. If I do that same detail at, say, 
NESI, which is the New England Sustainable Energy, I'm going to get bombarded with, why didn't you over-insulate the frames and this and that? Do you realize that it how, how critical that is? Well, the perspective that I have on building is something always has to be the worst part of the house. Mm-hmm. And if it's the triple glazed window frame, I'm okay with that. Mm. I don't need to take it to that next level, spend $40 on a window to save $2, right? I'm already building a passive house. There's That's not low-hanging fruit. That's mm-hmm. an apple at the top of the tree in my perspective, right? So understanding what is it, what is it that I chase after, what is it that I do, it's all about perspective, right? Am I zeroing in better for you? I think I think what you're saying is that a, a lot of our perspective is created by the community in which we work. The community right? in which we work, and yeah, and so in New England, it's real easy for me to say do a house fill it with cellulose. Mm-hmm. If I do a house out in just outside of Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. the builder will be the conversation will go something. Oh, I see you spec cellulose there. We can probably get that through our insulator. Um, you know, we typically just spray foam here. Mm-hmm. Um, the cellulose, like I said, we can probably get it. It's probably going to be more expensive. <laughs> and, you know, but these are the conversations. So it's not when it comes to building, it's <clears throat> part of it is building the right assembly, doing the right things. But a lot of what we do is driven by perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Because an, another big example is I can take I can take a house that exists. I can bring a builder there and say, do we remodel or tear it down? One builder is going to be like, oh, we should remodel that. I mean, we have all that embodied energy in this and we should you know, work it out and try and fix this house. And then I'll have other builders that will walk up and, and, and without this skipping a beat, tear that thing down. Just get rid of it. Let's You're going to spend over. way more money trying to save exactly. that than you will. So it's all about perspective. It's there. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say above all else, there is no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's about perspective, right? We all have to make there's this, some wrong out there. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, I, I get it. If the house is three years old, maybe we don't tear it down. Right. But I mean, in the neighborhood, it's, it, I've done projects where people have bought seven figure houses and we've torn them down in a week. Right. And put up to, cause they were basically buying the land in that city, in that town. Well, okay, so this is about perspectives and building. So let's try to frame it this way. How are our three perspectives in building similar and different? Right. And why? Right? Well, it'll be interesting from Jake's point of view because, you know, I always tell clients, well, the builder holds the purse strings. Mm -hmm. So his perspective is a lot different than mine. Yeah. Right? My goals are to get... You know, I could reach for pure building science, but pure building science might cost more money, right? So the perspective is different. And and the, clients, the client is then forced to choose what perspective do they want to appreciate more. Yeah. The pure building science, and I spend 15% or 20% more, or do I treat it as the house is going to be okay, but let's go down this route. And spend our money wisely. Well, I'll just I'll just take the first venture on this. How are we different in the same in terms of perspective? Um, so we all have swung a hammer on real job sites. I think that's a real big part of our perspective. Um, 
we've all had pretty extensive building science education. That's what we share in perspectives. Um, We are passionate about two things, how the buildings perform. Radio control airplanes? (laughs) No, drones. We're very passionate about drones and their contributions to (laughs) building science. I was on a roll here, Jake, and you completely... Sorry. All right, but now let's talk about how our perspectives are different. But our, well, I'll add to our perspective, at least from building science, we come from a community that did building investigations. So you get the perspective of, hey, if you don't do this right, this is where you end up, which a lot of people never gain that perspective. And I think we all three share the perspective of, of course, there's going to be failures. The most important thing is to learn from those, right? That's a big step, I think, in having a different perspective on buildings. But here's how I think we're different. So age. I think age makes a big difference in terms of understanding of buildings. Um, there is a substantial difference between our <laughs> ages. Sorry, go ahead. I eat my soup with a spoon, you eat it with a straw. Uh, our educations, you know. <laughs> or the lady feeds it to him. <laughs> <laughs> with a bib. Take full notice here. I'm, I'm trying to maintain a thread, and they are doing their best to derail me, which they know is so easy. I'm like a train wreck waiting to happen. <laughs> so we're different um, because of age. We're different because of the age. We're different because of where we generally build. So, you know, we were just out looking at buildings in this area, out looking at your stream bed down the road because it's geologically very different here. Um, and then uh, I think another perspective is discipline, right? And that's one of the beauties of the Unbuilder podcast is Steve is an architect, you as a builder, and me as a consultant. We look at buildings through different perspectives. Um, and then the key thing to that, I think one thing you're driving at is, it's not bad to have different perspectives. It's really healthy to have different perspectives. Because if the builder can't tolerate the architect's perspective, you're never going to get to a high performance. Well, I guess, yeah. And I, and I guess I'm, I'm really what I'm trying to do, too, is sympathize with, I, I don't want to, you know, you're a builder somewhere in the middle of the country that is yes. doing houses that, you know, clients don't <laughs> care about. You're trying to do the right thing and your air tightness is at 2.0. Don't get frustrated that it's not below one. You're, yeah. you're doing a good job. You might not be doing an exceptional job, but given your area, the client, the budget, and all of that, you are doing a great job because you're caring. And the, you talked about driving around. We drove around through a neighborhood right right now where they are building to the least common denominator. Probably of doesn't even meet code of choices. Yeah, between perforated weather barriers with cheap OSB, like this house is destined. Yeah, for failure with EFAS with adhered. masonry on the outside. Yeah, and EFAS yeah. adhered directly to it. Right. So their perspective is all about, hey, let's build a pretty house so we can sell it. Yeah. get through the one-year warranty, and then... But why were we driving through? Clear. Where were we headed? We were headed to... Can we, can we say the yeah. actual builders? We were, were headed to a, a job site that AT Homes uh, on Instagram has going right now that uh, for us to go, yeah, these guys are doing it the right two way. Brothers, yeah. Yeah, two brothers. Two brothers. And you drive through, and their house has got zip sheathing on it. It's the only it's one in the neighborhood that's with zip sheathing box. on it. Right. But what was really cool is I walked in, and the first thing I went to look at is their NFRC stickers, and I said, yeah, we came here to browbeat you of all, about all the things you're not doing right. And Peter stood right up and said, I'm really glad you're here. I want you to tell me your perspective yep. on this building. So, so that's another key difference is that if, if you have enough open communication channels, 
people don't take offense at this. They look at it as an opportunity to learn how to do things differently or, yeah. or maybe even better. Right. Well, so th- and so like, sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, it's okay. Those two are a fantastic example. Stop waving in front I of know, my camera. Sorry. <laughs> I know 10, 12 builders in this market. Uh, and I, this is going to sound pompous, but I believe that I probably know more about building science and about why buildings fail than any of them. Mm-hmm. And there's only one other builder in our market that's ever asked me for advice on anything. Mm. And it's Alex and Peter. Yeah. And then they go, okay, what about this? Yeah. Okay. What, what about this? And like, you can tell that they're thinking and that they care about it and that they're trying to do things better than they did on the last house. And I guarantee every one of those houses that we drove by in that neighborhood, besides the one they're building, those guys are building the same way they were in 2005, the same way that it would have been done in 95, the same way it would have it's, been it's done true. in 1980. Yeah, nothing's changed. And that, that crew down at the end of the road that was taping up that really garbage house wrap didn't look like, it looked like he just went to the playground and got four guys and gave them some tape and said, yeah. hey. It, it was sort of like looking at somebody wrap a Christmas present where it was just like, Let's never make sure it's completely covered around the whole thing. But yeah, getting back to the original though, I I think it's, I I just want all the builders out there that are trying really hard not to get kind of derailed by feeling like they're failing, that it's all about perspective and that in your, in your climate that you're building, they're not climate as far as temperature, but relationships with clients and what all the other builders are doing. You might be building an exceptional house, but yeah, maybe it isn't, you know, ready for a, a green book, um, you know, from New England or something. But even in New England, I get beat up all the time by people. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? You should have done this. You should have done that. I mean, the minute you put information out there, you're going to get somebody that says, hey, we really like what you do. Awesome job. We're going to get some people that say, well, why did you do that? I'm trying to understand. And then you're going to get the ones that that's stupid. What does that cost? That's stupid. What did that cost? That's crazy. Right. So, Jake, I just want to, I mentioned that I know that at the end, since we said that there's going to be at the end of every big podcast, a Pete's resource. Let me know when we're about there because I have a, I have a, I have a thought. Okay. Remind me when we're almost to the end. Okay. Peter needs us to remind him about something. I got that. But the the reality is, if you are trying to do better and you're making changes, even if they're small, incremental, hey, on this house, we're going to use a different weather barrier. On this house, we're going to do a blower door test. On this house, we're going to make sure that our our HVAC guy does a better job on the manual J. Whatever it is, as long as you're, you're trying for better, I think that you should have the perspective of I'm trying to do better than somebody else in our market. And therefore I'm trying to build a better house. And that's all you, you can do is, I mean, that's, I think your builder example kind of includes us in the, like some people look at us and go, well, we don't ever get to do anything like that. Well, yeah, it's just, and and there's some builders out there that say, oh my God, those guys are crazy. Why would you ever do that? It's a total waste of money. So the perspective can go the total opposite side. We're sitting here thinking we're building some of the best houses in America and then we get somebody that says, you guys are stupid. Wasting, wasting people's money. money. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and it's, you know, the, the argument I always make, people say, well, how much does that cost? Or, wow, that's just crazy. And it's like, well, it's all about value. Like, what do you mean? It's like, well, okay, what do you drive? Oh, I drive an F-250. I'm a contractor, right? It's like, okay, so you drive a $70,000 truck instead of a little Hyundai for a reason. 
Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason why people want to build a house to this level mm-hmm. that their perspective <clears throat> is different than your perspective. And, that, and that's fine. But I, I think, you know, in talking to a lot of people, they seem to get somewhat um, bogged down in that, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm just not doing good enough. And it's like we all we all have our challenges. There's not a project I put out that I don't sit there and say, "Man, what else could we have done that could have been better?" But again, when you're when that curve comes up and it's starting to flatten out, you have to tell yourself, you know, we're we're kind of there, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't make sense to do any more with building or this. I use the over insulation on the the windows because that's a pet peeve of mine. I, I could tell. But uh, but there's a bunch of those things where people oh you should have done this you should or, or they'll chase a thermal break or the the latest one was I was doing a project and it's a it's a, it's a very good sized house very efficient and the front door was you know a, a beautiful wooden kind of farmhouse door and they're like oh you know that door is only R three or something you got an R thirty five wall or R forty wall and blah 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 and I was like yeah that's true. But that front door is probably, you know, the the double front door is about 31 square feet in about 12,000 square feet of surface area. So in terms of perspective and and building science, it'd be much better to get it airtight than increase its thermal value. Exactly. So in in that perspective, exactly. It's about getting the right door, getting a three-point locking hinge, Mm -hmm. being able to get it so that it's airtight and you take the penalty of... And it's not the penalty. You just live with the shortcoming. Mm-hmm. So it's like marriage. Like you're going to be. My wife watches you're going to be. So all no, I can say you're going to be married and you're going to be happy with who you're married to. But they have in-laws. They have family. And, and <laughs> together you will have kids. And I don't care if they watch this. Um, but <laughs> they're going to tell her if they watch gonna, this, if you don't defend her. <laughs> no, I would defend my wife. We've, we've covered this a dozen times. This is a safe space. I can say anything about my wife. She is never <laughs> no, going to know about she's it. She's never going to watch this. One. <laughs> um, but, but it is that, you know, the whole perspective, it, a lot of it is, and you know, it's, there's, there's no kind of core education for what we do. Right. It's somebody that builds in Nevada, Minnesota and Miami are building different. Yeah. And they climate has a huge impact on perspective. But but the region climate and market and and customer region and and what what type of house, right? Mm -hmm. If you're if you're down in the 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 southeast in Miami, a lot of the houses are predominantly stucco. Mm -hmm. In Minnesota, they're probably not using stucco up there very much. It's or New England. We do a lot of shingle. Like if I try and do a shingle house somewhere out of the country out of New England, people, you know, start looking at me like, you put those little pieces of wood on the wall. Like how are we supposed to do that? Yeah. I have the conversation when I try to sell a cedar deck to somebody. Like if they're not gonna want to do a synthetic deck floor if we're looking at cedar, they're like, well what happens when it goes gray? And I'm always just like if we lived in the Northeast, you'd be no, happy and excited you'd, about you'd it going gray. You'd be begging for that for gray to come. something for right. us to like, make this How do we get the silver? driftwood gray? It's like we have, we, we, I, so I just did a house where we actually did an accelerator. Really? On the shingles and on to the get wood. To get it to gray? On all the cedar trim. That's Because funny. it accelerates to. Just a chemical process? Yeah. It's, it was Farley's, it's not a layout. Farley's new house. So that it matches so you, the one that's old. No, you, you, you paint it. Well, he just wanted it to get to that gray quicker. 
and more evenly. But so can I go to the the, the final? Well, you have to let me. Since I'm hosting, you have to let me close this out. Wait, I think that you. you kind of beat around the bush the whole time about like, well, you should be okay with what you're doing as long as you're trying. But what is if you if you want to make a change, if you want to do something better? Well, I think every time you build a house, and you know, would, I've said it before, but I think every time you build a house, you should try and build the house, next house better than you learn something from what you did and make it. So if you're building, we'll use air tightness because it's an easy one. If you built a house and it came in at 2.0, you sit there and you should feel good about it. But you shouldn't feel good in saying, okay, every house I build now should be 2.0. No, the next one may be 1.8 or 1.75. Like test it and verify what you did to ensure that one, you have an understanding of why it didn't quite get there. Was it the design of maybe it's the design of the house and it was just really complicated and you know it it failed to achieve. So we should be looking for a point of knowledge. As we were talking about last night, it's not just information, it's it can be information does not equal knowledge, but we should be trying to put that information to work for us. Mm-hmm. And we should be trying to do better every time. And when you speak to knowledge, before we let Pete ramble on, I just want to point out that if you if you watch the Unbuild It podcast, we're on YouTube, so you can you don't have to watch um, just listen through the auditory channels. But when you go to our YouTube channel, we've taken the time to put a whole bunch of videos up where we talk about things extensively. So we get to share that knowledge about a metal roof or a cladding system or rain screens or Pete's wing nut testing as to why these things are doing. So there's that ability again building perspective or personal perspective of how do I make myself better? Where can I go and find information to make myself better? Well, we're providing that information. And our perspective as we sit at the table has always been, how do we three make the building industry better? What's our perspective? And Mm -hmm. our perspective is, is that between the three of us, we have 246 years of experience, most of that being Peter's. (laughs) um, But no, but we do have a lot of years of experience and we choose to sit at the table freely and share those experiences with people so that hopefully we can all get better. And that's our yeah, perspective. You know, I was thinking about an interesting example uh, of different information and knowledge is when you get down below two ACH 50, should you start thinking about not what the number is, but where those leaks are? Because the tighter you get the building, the more significant the impact of where those leaks occur can be. You know, I've worked on a house that's, you know, 1.2 ACH 50 in a really cold climate where it wasn't that the number was such a good low number. It was that the air leakage was in the ceiling system and created real havoc in terms of condensation dripping down into the living room. And so it makes it, it actually that the way you phrase that you go, you go lower leakage, it causes different problems. You have different HVAC choices like it's right. a really good progression for we're going to incrementally get better and better, too. But that doesn't mean just abandon air tightness because, oh, it causes problems. Causes no, need to you need to understand right. how to instill it correctly. So He made a joke about your age, and it made me realize that I don't think we've ever talked about it. What is it like to have lived through two presidents being assassinated? Whoa. That's uh, an Abraham Lincoln joke. <laughs> 
You know, my first thought was, I'm so old, I missed one of you the missed one. I'm trying to figure out who the hell was the second president. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Before, we, before we're done laughing, I'm going to throw this over to Pete. Pete's going to give us the last word. Well, we started off saying in the last podcast that I was going to close out with Pete's resource on the topic. And I thought, if we're doing a topic, I don't even know what he's going to talk about. But so here's my thing. Pete's resource on perspective and buildings, and we're going to do one for each of us. Um, think of the book or something that shifted your perspective the most in terms of how you build. So I'm going to start. I'm going to say that the book that shifted my perspective the most was Bill Rose's Water in Buildings. I think that that, the way that he looked at it from a historical perspective, how buildings have changed over time, um, he delves into rules of thumb that are not really based on anything. Bill Rose was responsible for me starting a lot of the wingnut testing because he made me think that, hey, you should be questioning where these rules come from. So my recommendation to folks is the book that changed my perspective the most was Bill Rose's Water in Buildings. And I know I'm putting on the spot, but Jake, what's the book or the resource that changed your perspective? I'm glad you said resource because mine's actually uh, Building Science Corp's website, buildingscience.com. I started reading things on the Building Science website and immediately was like, yeah, crap. I don't even know some of the words. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to look up words. And then I immediately was like, there is a lot out here that I don't know about. Cool. And that scared the hell out of me. Last but not least. Yeah, Steve. I know. So Jake's going to kill me on this one because there was a book that I told Jake he should read while I was reading <laughs> it. Right, I was about a month into it. Jake bought the book, read it, and when he was done with the book, I was maybe a third of the way through it. He hadn't touched it and again. And I haven't touched it. So about a month ago, or about two months ago, I picked the book back up and I started over because it, it's kind of a, a, a new beginning again. So this book is really important. Wait, before you recommend it, are you done with it? No, <laughs> I am not. But, it, but it but, still could but shift it's only two months, and I have been reading. He will it. not take my advice will, on this. I have been reading it regularly. I just haven't. I tried to tell him that, like, he can't recommend it until he's done reading it because it could take a weird, like, anti-Semitic. But it twist doesn't because you said it end. was really good. So I, I'm trusting, he's trusting you. You but don't know what he's mine? trusting but, and then verifying. But, but the basic premise of the book is important, and it's it very important to the um, conversation. So the book is called One, and the the guy's basic premise is multitasking is crap. I farce. Pick one thing and be true to that one thing. Mm -hmm. So like if that. you're a builder in a perspective, you could be true to more than one thing. But for this building, you might sit there and say, we're going to just concentrate on air tightness for this building. Or we're going to concentrate on the thermal boundary. Or mm -hmm. we're going to concentrate on water management. Pick that one thing, do two or three projects, get really good at it. And then that will become common knowledge to you. And then you can pick... The next something else thing. to move to and you change your perspective and in five ten years you're the best builder in your community interesting so in five that, to ten years i'll be the best builder in my community so i thought we might not have one single best resource as at the end of the podcast and we ended up with three three great ones here we go thanks Steve. so Unbuild It Podcast on YouTube. It's the Unbuild It Show on YouTube. Go there, hit that subscribe button. Tell all of your friends, every one of them, hit that subscribe button. And until next time, it's Jake, Peter, and Steve from the Unbuild It Podcast. Have a good day. See ya.
That was excellent.